this year's biggest thrill is not in theaters. Your jaw will drop. You won't just experience history. Back again, sir. You'll be history. The San Francisco Dungeon. Tales from the Fog. I'm your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is the wonderful and amazing Veronica. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Happy New Year, everybody. It's a new year. We made it. We did. We made it. Betty Uh, White's alive, and I couldn't (laughs) be happier. Um, So we had a little bit of a gap in the podcast. We weren't really planning on it. We were planning on doing a show, but Certain things came up. Um, we went to Sinister Point. We were going to record the next day. Mm-hmm. And we ended up working it. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. We're going to talk about it from a guest perspective. And we're going to be talking about it from a talent perspective. And then um, we were going to record the next during the next week in order to get it out. And we had a friend that was in the hospital. And we got one more chance to go see them. And it's pretty hard to get into the hospital to see them uh so we had to take the chance and go visit them just because we didn't know if we were going to get another chance you know um so we you know postponed the podcast in order to do all those things and you know i'm glad we did because it's uh they're doing much better they're out of the hospital now everything's great and um yeah so uh how has your new year been veronica so far the new year has been pretty exciting. We've been going through the motions so far. We're back to work. Kids go back to school tomorrow. Real life is kind of kicked in, but the New Year's weekend was really fun. We got to see um, uh, some a very old friend of mine that I've known for close to a decade. She got married on Saturday night, and that was beautiful and awesome. And then um, we also got to hang out with some friends of ours over New Year's and watch the, the young kids blow stuff up and Played beer pong and had a lot of fun. Didn't yeah, we, get hungover. No, it wasn't too bad. No, we did pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. And you won your first ever beer pong game. Ever. So that was pretty cool. In my life. That was crazy. I got creamed. Yeah. Well, we were on our one team and we did awful. Yeah. The kids who win all the time won against us. We sunk two balls and then had to drink all the booze. Actually, they said we were so far behind that we can just leave the alcohol and just drink ours. Yeah, and leave, <laughs> and leave it for the next game. Yeah. But to be fair, we were up against people that host beer pong parties at bars. So they are basically <laughs> professional beer pong players. They might be able to consider themselves professional because they've actually had tournaments and won. Yeah. So they get earnings from playing beer pong. It's crazy. Yeah. So on a fluke... We won. All the all-girl team won pretty handily. Yeah, you guys crushed them. That was good. That was interesting. And then the second time we played, we got creamed. No, we didn't get no, creamed. Didn't get it creamed. was head-to-head. Head. Yeah, it was head-to-head head down to the last two, I yeah. think. Yeah, it was two-to-one, and then we 
lost the last one. And then we played one more time and it was the same thing. It was head to head the whole way. We just traded shots. Yeah. Until they they won. Yeah. It was good times. Yeah, that game I I'm convinced that it is a skill, but I've never had it. So the fact that we won at all is pure fluke to me. There's, <laughs> there's no skill behind any of my lurching anything across the table. Yeah. But me I'm either. sure that it's calculated for somebody. I could see it being calculated for them where they just know what to do. Yeah. Kind of like poker, you know, there there are rules, there are ways one could get good at it. I just don't know what that is. Poker's just fun. Mm-hmm. So speaking of fun, let's talk about Sinister Point's not-so-merry holiday haunt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this is the first time that we've ever gone as a guest. The very first year we were part of the talent. Mm-hmm. That was back in 2011. 2012, I think, I I came back for one or two nights of their run. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Um, and But this was the first time that we've actually had the chance to go as a guest. So we knew kind of what it was. But from a guest perspective, it's quite an event to go through. It was not what I expected. Now, to be fair, I didn't have any expectations. Yeah. I know what Sinister Point's capable of. And I know that, and I know knowing the people behind it, I can imagine that it can get pretty bizarre. But I didn't expect it to come together in the way that it came together. Yeah. And it was not a disappointment. It was, well, I guess to explain that, we'd have to go through, do you want to go like experience by experience? Since it's over and it's not really like a spoiler. Yeah, we can spoil the hell out of this thing. Okay. Um, so let's talk about it because what happened was we went as guests and because we're part of the podcast, they gave us an all night pass where we can go through over and over and over if we wanted. So we ended up going through twice so we can see as much as we possibly could um, because we knew there was two different paths through it. Apparently we missed one of the rooms both times we went through. I guess there was a third way you could go in one of the sections that we never went, um, which I heard was pretty brutal. I'm glad we didn't Um, have to go through there. But, um, so let's just go, we'll go through the first, the first way and then the second way. So it was broken up into naughty and nice. So you could pick your path. Uh, so the first time we went through, we did naughty. You might actually want to back up before you even get to decide if you want to take the naughty or nice oh, path. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You get to take a picture with dirty-ass Santa Claus. And they have a couple different actors who play Santa Claus. Um, the night that we went was someone that we had worked with at Sinister Point before yeah. who is very skilled at this particular character. And it's... Well, he, he created this character. He was the very first Santa Claus at the Not-So-Merry Holiday Haunt. So he's been doing it, and I was surprised he was still doing it. This is his fifth year playing Santa, um, and he's the most grotesque, dirty Santa you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to explain. Like, if you have daddy issues or anything, then it's going to hit you particularly hard because he's kind of like that nasty, old, drunk, really horny, really gross, just awful persona of this dude and then he's yeah. in santa claus role which is another paternal thing like it's just a whole psychological you know horrible thing mm-hmm. but in so in the queue you're standing outside and 
everyone's just waiting, challenge getting set up, whatever they're doing inside. And Santa Claus rolls out and he's got a bottle of bourbon and a cigarette. And he's in, does he have his shirt on even? I think he's got like a wife beater. I think he has a wife beater and then the, the and red then coat his, on top. Yeah, and his Santa drawers on and his boots and everything like that. But it's all just unkempt and it's like dirty and bloody and stained with god knows what (laughs) and there's like accessories added underneath the costume that you're supposed to be able to notice yeah he has has quite a large yule log yeah like (laughs) down to the knee and he'll show you he'll uh he'll let you touch it if you if you are bold enough to yeah so that's santa claus so that's the the intro to this this event that you're going through and it's a very accurate introduction into what you're about to go yeah through. if you can't get past santa you're not going to make it through any uh, else any <laughs> other part of this maze because no. it goes downhill quickly after that <laughs> in the most beautiful poetic way possible so you we got introduced to santa and he just came out and was like kind of work in the crowd for a while before the thing officially opened and then they opened and they started letting people in and the first thing they do in sinister point fashion is um you get your picture taken so Guess who you get to take your picture with? It's good old nasty-ass Santa Claus. <laughs> and, you know, you sit on his lap, and he has you pose in crude ways and do crude things. And and the level of crudeness depends on the guest at that point. You can yeah. get super crazy. You can just be a little bit more modest. You know, as much as a wild child I like to think I am, I'm actually more on the modest side, and I didn't get too crazy. I moved but, the camera. Yeah, Casey showed off his delicious booty. You know, <laughs> he wanted me to take off my shirt i said no thank you you know everyone's got their boundaries i'm sure there are plenty of titties just plenty of them oh yeah i'm sure that poor lady working the camera got flashed on yeah (laughs) with all sorts of nasty bits lots of wing wings lots of buttholes just like accurate (laughs) so after you take your picture with santa and you get a couple of poses and you know one that you could show your parents one that you can't show your parents you can choose between the two. And then um, now you get to choose between naughty and nice. Yep. And it's been a while since we went through, so we're going to have to try to remember this together. We went through naughty <laughs> So we did naughty first. And the first room that you go through in the naughty side, I want to say, was it the room with the guy in drag? I think it might have been. The first thing we go through. Yeah, because the hallway wasn't until later. Yeah. So yeah, the first, or close to the first room you go through is the boudoir. Yeah, so you end up in this, I don't know, what what would you call it? A boudoir, a boudoir, a boudoir yes. With a guy in uh, Christmas lingerie. Yeah, well he's facing away from you and he's got this long beautiful black hair. Yeah. And legs for days and then it turns around and it's this bearded man. <laughs> Very manly man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he, he plays it like a man, and it's, you know, it's charming, and it's gross, and it was, you know, disturbing if you really are uncomfortable. If if the Santa Claus didn't scare you away, you should be okay with this. Yeah. But, you know, again, it depended on the guest, the level of creativity, we'll say. This whole maze, the more, it's based on your interactions, so the more you participate as a guest, the more you get out of it. So I could see people that are a little more uptight that went through it and probably didn't have as much fun. Yeah. Because you really have to let yourself go and just give in to the crazy yeah. uh, to enjoy this maze. Um, but so what happened in the room was basically it was 
like a dungeon kind of thing. It's like a fetish. A fetish room. Yeah. And and I had to get chained up to a wall and and strange and weird things happened and then we were let out. <laughs> it's not as strange and wonderful as it could have been, I suppose. I mean, again, we had our we had our, our media faces on. I think we were a little less crazy than we could have been. Yeah. But um, you know, something had to happen to Casey in order for him to get released. So that happened. It was not as bad as you think. No. But, not according to what the pictures were on the wall that could no. have happened. Fun fact that we found out after we went through is the camera that this gentleman has is a legitimate camera that takes actual photos that he has kept and put up on the wall. Yeah, it's a Polaroid camera, so they'd just pop out, and then he'd pin them to the wall. So if you did something exceptionally awesome, you probably got your picture taken, and it's up on. it was up on the wall. I'm sure they're going to destroy those pictures. They might have to. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, pretty... uh, for the run of the event, your picture was proudly shown on the wall of that room. Lots of wing-wing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you were let out after that room. And was there another, I'm trying to think of what happened That might have next. been the wallpaper room that you walk through after that. The order might get kind of messed up. Yeah, because we did go through the wallpaper room twice. So that's one of the rooms you went through both on the naughty and the nice side. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what there was is there's points where you could, it's like a choose your own adventure maze. Um, so the first rooms you could pick naughty or nice, and then you went through, I believe it was the wallpaper hallway. Oh, wait, you know what? We did go through a room before we went into the, the boudoir because we had the, the stuff on our face. Oh, so we went in that's right, because that it was a naughty room, and so it was a room we got... And she marked you with the coal. With the coal, yeah, so you got coal marked on your face. Yeah, that was... So, so like, naughty. she had a present for you, and you had to close your eyes and hold out your hands, and I was expecting, like, a, a dildo or something mm-hmm. gross, but it ended up being, like, it, either it was makeup that was kind of, like, watered down, or it was, like, charcoal that had water added to it, but it was some sort of, like, charcoal-esque paste that got smeared on your face. Yeah. And it was it was gross, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it was an yeah. interesting mark to wear. But that happened, and then you went into the boudoir room. That's right. So, okay. Yeah. It's all coming so, together. I forgot they had to mark you naughty. Yeah. That's how they knew at the end of the maze, like, oh, you went through the naughty. Yeah. Because you know? of that. Okay. So we went and, so that was the first elf you saw. And then you saw the crossdresser. And then I think then you went into the, the special wallpaper hallway. Yeah. So the wallpaper hallway was, there was an elf in there and it, the, all over the wallpaper it said like lickable wallpaper. And if you didn't really pay attention to it at first, it just looked like it was green wallpaper with candy canes all over it. But But it wasn't (laughs) necessarily all candy canes. There were some candy canes, but there was also some... Well, they were candy cane shaped. Candy cane phalluses? They were little candy canes that on the little curved part, like the hook at the tip of it, looked like a little tip of a wiener. Yep. And, but it was delicious, as it turns out, because to get through, you had to lick the wallpaper and I tried to pick one that may not have been licked before <laughs> that was, to try yeah. to get a fresh, you know, peppermint candy cane wiener. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that worked or not. But so it was, quite, was it actually flavored? It was really. It's peppermint. I didn't. I never had to do it. So. It was. Well, you missed out. You're just gonna have to lick more wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Expand your horizons. They all taste like peppermint. Well, maybe that's in your control. <laughs> <laughs> It's choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that hallway was fun. The girl that worked that was fun. 
Uh, and then after that, I think we went through one of the first claustrophobic maze type situations. Oh, yeah. yeah, you kind of flipped around, made a U-turn. It was all, it was blackout through there. And mm-hmm. it was like one of those tight quarters type mazes. Yeah. And there was a, we ran into a monster and we thought, oh, oh, we went the wrong way. And he's like, no, you went the right way. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Fun. Yeah, because it was pitch black and the walls, but maybe like two foot. They were really hole. thin. And I when mean, the way that it's designed is it's not terribly linear. So you don't know if you're supposed to double back on yourself. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to get confused, to get stuck. And we did get stuck. We ran into a full dead end and had to go all the way back. Yeah, but there's but, not really any room to turn around very well. So you kind of have to scoot <laughs> out backwards. Back to, to scuttle the... backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those were fun. And then the next room... Uh, mm-hmm. I think the next choice was between, was it the poop show and and the elf balls? Yeah. You can say bad words, right? Yeah. So the shit uh, the show. The shit show. That's right. It was the shit, the shit show. Yeah. So the first time we did the elf balls, we wanted to go play mm-hmm. with the elf's balls. And that one was really cool because it had a, it looked like a sleigh. And you slat, sat inside the sleigh and it was like a little dark ride where you had like a bucket of snowballs. And there was a, a monster at the end, and you basically just had a snowball fight where the elf pushed you through the room mm-hmm. on the little sleigh, and it was cool. It's a lot of fun. It was. It was oddly immersive. Yeah. And a lot of fun. And then after that was just kind of like a weird section of a bunch of pillars and doorways, and you didn't really know where you were supposed to go, and it had that Santa with the hatchet. Um, oh, yeah. And, and we then, totally got lost in that the first time. The inflatable one? Or no, the, that's the, the next. The room where you walk around and there's a Santa above the fireplace? No. This is, it was just like all pillars. There's like pillars everywhere. Oh. And you just go through and there was a Santa with a hatchet. Oh, see, I don't even remember. What was the hallway with the slidey hallway? The slidey hallway? Yeah, the, the plexi hallway. Was that kind That near? was after this. Okay. So we walked through the, the weird pillars and the yeah. things, and then we walked into and the... And then we did the slidey hallway with the... They brought back from, like, I don't remember, like, 2010 or 9 or something. I have no idea. This plexiglass sliding room where it has a, a fake, like, a projection door. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them in haunts before, but it's, like, this door that's part movie screen, and, like, things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually behind like a plexiglass slide and it kind of hides the slide and there's a talent that will slide down and land right in front of you. It's a really cool effect. They they used it the year, the year that they did it in the Han, I think it was a little better because you really couldn't see the plexiglass. Yeah, it was more, it was dark and it looked like they were just flying down and I think yeah. they were actually sliding. Well, yeah, they were actually sliding. This time they were using it more like a slide like at a, a playground. Park, yeah. Yeah, but... So they might not get as much speed. It was mm. cool. I mean, it wasn't terribly scary, but it was. It's still weird to see a monster like like go fall from, down the yeah, middle of a hallway. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of neat to fall towards you, even if it's in slow motion. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we did the after that was the inflatable room, which was great. So you know, you go to Walmart or Target or whatever, and they have all those Christmas inflatables, like the snow globes and the christmas trees and whatever teddy bears teddy bears like the little blow up things you put in your yard and they're lit up so it was a room just packed with all of those 
and hidden among it was one of those amazing blow up. T- is it T-Rex? It's a raptor or a T-Rex or yeah. some adorable and dinosaur. If you watch YouTube, I'm sure you've seen them ice skating and wrestling and whatever else. That's the costume that it was. It's a blow-up. I think it's a blow-up T-Rex. And so cute. they had somebody in the T-Rex costume running around and having a good time um, <laughs> chasing you around through the inflatables. It was a lot of fun. That was a cool room. And a really good use for those props. Like, that's one of those props where you would never think of putting that in a haunted house. But yeah. it just worked so well. It was really, it showcased their disturbing nature because it, they were slightly out of their element. Yeah. It showed them for what they were, which is creepy. They're like standing alone without a scene behind them. Those things are just odd. Yeah. And unnatural. And so a room filled with them was really like, it was, it was creepy. It was mm-hmm. effective. Um, and then you had another, yeah, you had another, ch- I'm trying to think if there was another choice room after that or not. This now then wait after that did you start going through the gremlins hallway? Was that the gremlins hallway? I think it may have been. Oh yeah, it was. So it was the gremlins hallway, mm-hmm. and then it went to the Grinch and the Who. I think so. Then we walked. Well, it's like the and then we went through Mary's room. Well, there's the Grinch and the Who, and then he had a choice. He had either. The oh, he'd the, walk you through. He'd walk you through the the fudge packing room, or yeah, it was the fudge packing room or the Santa uh, Mrs. Claus room. Yeah, I like Santa's. So we did the fudge room. packing room first, and again, Veronica got chosen. I don't know why they like to pick on you. I don't know, but you got chosen for like almost everything. Did I? Yeah, like I only got the 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 dun the tied up to the wall, and then the dentist thing that's later on. But oh yeah. And then I think you did pretty much everything else. Really? I didn't feel like I did that much. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But anyway, they, we went to the fudge packing room and they had these, this wall of butts, basically, <laughs> with like chocolate fountains coming out of them. But one of them was clogged up. And of so, of course, you have to stick your hand up the butt to unclog the chocolate fountain. Yeah. And you pull out like corn and a Tootsie Roll and some other weird, <laughs> I don't know what substance it is, like it. Not anything gross, but, like, it's really bizarre. Yeah. And I guess I put my hand, like, too far in. Because <laughs> I hit <laughs> really the edge and I smacked it. my knuckle on the edge. And I'm like, how far is this thing supposed to go? And the guy's like, you got it. You're fine. You can go. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just having a really good time in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we did that. And then from there, did we go to the dentist? Uh, no, we went to... It was one of the rooms where we had to crawl under something, and then we ended up in the Krampus area. But I can't remember what we had. A, was It was a fireplace. So we went into somewhere, and I can't remember what happened, and we had to crawl through the fireplace. And then we ended up outside in the Krampus section with the guy that was up on the fireplace, the second fireplace. We got lost in there, too. Yeah. We couldn't had like some. Christmas trees, and yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was beautiful, but then, like, I guess I was so not used to having to crawl out of a place mm-hmm. that I couldn't imagine for a second that we would have to go through the the fireplace. Yeah. So you just come into the room, and it's like, oh, there's no way to get out. Mm-hmm. You feel stuck. But once you get it, you know. Where yeah. And then you had to crawl through a second fireplace, and you end up in another room... And then I 
can't remember what was next. There was like another hallway and then we ended up in the dentist, which was, uh, was it, God, what's his name? Hermie? Hermie from the Rudolph movie, the claymation Rudolph movie. I don't know. I don't remember. So that's what that room was supposed to be because if you looked on the wall, it had like the blonde wig with the hat mm-hmm. and then like the sign outside, it, can't, it says like Hermes dentist yeah. or something like that. But that's the character. He was the elf from Rudolph that didn't want to build toys anymore. He wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where that room came from. And it t- it didn't hit me until like a couple of days later. <laughs> like, oh crap, that's what that, that's what that room was all about. It made so much more sense because it seemed really random. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, it makes sense. Okay. I thought they were just being, you know, weird and wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was more stuff. More hallways. Um, There was another maze section that we went through. I remember that. That one I thought, that may have been where we could have gone one of two ways. And we went the same way twice. I think that may be where it is. But I guess we don't know because we don't know what that other section was. Well, I know what it is. Well, we know what it is. But, but... Um, so what this other section was that we missed was what they called like the ice tunnel. And it was a, another crawling section, but it was much longer. So rather than just having to go through like a two foot long fireplace, this was like you had to crawl through this thing as a maze. And there was a section where you had to crawl across plexiglass and there was a frozen elf underneath it. And they could actually reach up over the plexiglass and grab at your sides as you're walking across them and sounded really cool but also i heard it's brutal on the knees because crawling on hard plexiglass for a long period of time is not comfortable yeah i mean Um, we still had to go through something i think the before we went into that little outdoor area we had to crawl through we had to go underneath because there were two ways to go and we had to crawl through and we crawled over a body that That's was. right. There was one where I had to crawl through, crawl over like a dead body. But it was all carpet. I don't remember yeah. it being like plexiglass, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and think. then... Or maybe there's there was plexiglass on the side of that. Yeah. I but... don't know. Um, and then there that was a long crawling section. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the reindeer training section where they make you get on all fours and there's like a oh, dungeon yeah. master reindeer. Or there's like a... A reindeer in like, in like leather. It was like, like it bondage. was a dom and sub situation yeah. where the subs were the reindeers, and the dom was just a dom. Yeah, and so they make you get on all on your hands and knees, and they have a whip, and they make you like you know walk like a reindeer. They make you prance, prance around. Yeah, and again you have to crawl through a hole, so you're prancing through. Oh, that's where we go through. You prance through the hole, and then the elf either puts you into the shit show. No. Well, puts you into the fudge packing room or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Room. That's okay. right. That's yeah. where that goes. I knew, yeah. There's going to be... This going to be totally <laughs> disjointed because it's been a while since we went through it. Um, <laughs> and then there was... I'm trying to think of what else there was. There was a, a room with, like, snow, right? There was, like, a snow effect going on. There was almost like a, a burlap-y type maze where you had to go through some like bits of white cloth and through some burlap, and there was a Krampus there. Yeah. That was kind of like a transition from one scene to the next. And then there was the end section, the very last section, which had like a bunch of kind of like frozen dead dudes on the walls. 
Oh, you have to walk through the the Snow White vagina hallway first. Oh, and then yeah, you that's get... right. They had a claustrophobia hallway. I totally forgot yeah. about that. So you walk through. But it was neat. It was like a. It was a whiteout. A whiteout one. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was cool. And it's all like pretty. There's pretty like lights that look like snowflakes falling mm-hmm. all over it. And it's all like the wind is blowing. And so you're going through the vagina hallway and it's like, it feels like it's pushing you. Like as yeah. the air is going through, it just kind of wobbles you from side to side. And then you go through to the last little switchback area where you, um, there's like the dudes in the wall, like in the corners. Yeah. And they look super real. Like, yeah, they I did. Thought they I thought for sure humans. one of them at least was going to be real. Yeah. And then there's one talent there and then and that's it. And then you're out. Yeah. So there's probably a, a bunch of stuff that we forgot that we may or may not remember later, mm-hmm. but But it was a long maze. Like it took a good good while to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed with the size, knowing what they went through for Halloween to get up and running. How big that thing really was. There's a lot of square footage. And then having the opportunity to see it, you know, with the house lights on. Yeah. The next day we saw just how big this thing really is. And it really does take you across that entire building. Mm-hmm. You know, from front to back, they utilize um, all those. So footage. then the second time we went through, we did the nice path, which the nice path, you go into the nice room, we made an elf and you get candy canes, which was great. Yeah. Um, And then you went through mostly the same stuff, um, but... With a few things. So instead of taking the elf balls section, we did the shit show the mm-hmm. second time. Uh, and the shit show was basically, it was like four, was it four or five toilets? You're basically Maybe in a four. bathroom and yeah. it had stalls. They're like four stalls and you got to pick a number one through four and they, and you had to stand in front of the stall that you picked. Mm-hmm. And then a Mr. Hanky from, from South Park, um, had a little wheel with numbers one through four on it all over and he spun it you know like a game show <laughs> and whichever toilet it landed on got spray or no i had to go because i got mine on there and i stick my hand in the toilet mm-hmm. and i didn't nothing happened to me <coughs> no but... that's the fun part is it's not the number the person who like if say casey was on number two and i was number four Number two came up. He had to put his hand in the toilet, but it was number four where the the talent pushed the button and they water sprays out of the toilet. (laughs) And the toilet is lined with what looks like poop. So you just think you're getting splattered with shit. Yeah. And it's It's pretty awesome. But I didn't get immune from it because as we were walking out, the last toilet he sprayed me like good. (laughs) Like I got wet really good. Yeah. So everybody gets poop on them. Yeah. It's it's, the shit show. That was the shit show. I thought yeah, that was pretty funny. It was awesome. And uh, you can tell it was that was fun. one of my favorite rooms. The The snowball fight and the shit show mm-hmm. were pretty fun. And then um, the other one you can go through, the, there's the option of going through the fudge packing room or the Mrs. Claus room. Yeah. So the Mrs. Claus room, I guess there's Mrs. Claus has let herself go. Quite handily. Yeah. So she's just <laughs> flopped over a bed that takes up the entire room. It's like basically. a California king. Yeah. Like, this thing is huge and she covers the entire bed. Yeah. I mean, it's a prop. It's not like a real person. Yeah. It's not a real person. There's a real person in there that kind of guides you through what you need to do. But yeah. basically you need to. So basically, yeah. well, basically the story in the room is that this elf is there to service Mrs. Claus because Mr. 
because Santa Claus doesn't want to deal with her anymore. Yeah. And she has a lot of needs that need to be taken care of. And her girth is such that she can't take care of them on her own anymore. Yeah. So that's what this elf's job is. Yep. And so um, she passes the torch on to you. Yeah. And so you have to climb on the bed and See, make and your like, way across. Me, I thought that it was going to be like the fudge packing room where you're going to have to put your hand in something. So I prepared. I rolled up my sleeves and lifted up the skirt thinking I'm going to have to reach into her cooter. <laughs> and, and the talent's like, no, you just have to climb on top of her. I was like, Jesus Christ. You're like, oh, that's so much easier. I was like, God, I thought I was going to have to like violate this woman. Yeah. All right. Okay, fine. We can climb over her. Yeah, that was actually one of the easier rooms, <laughs> even though it funny. seemed it was going to be one of the grosser ones. Yeah, I thought it was going to be disgusting. And just, oh, I just need to climb on top of her? Oh, yeah. Shit, okay. And then was that the last of the choose-your-own-adventure rooms, or was there... Uh, there? Well, there might have been that one more after yeah. that we don't really... We don't, yeah. Know, I don't but... even know where exactly it branched off, but... Yeah, I think that's the only um, alternate thing. Yeah. So then that was Friday we went... As guests? Yeah, so we went on Friday, and we were leaving, so we went to go say bye to the guys, um, and thank them for letting us go in there, and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to work it tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, yeah, sure, so they're like, okay, just be here at five, and so we're like, all right. It's kind of a theme with Sinister Point, because we love going there, and we love scaring there, Yeah. and they know that if, you know, if we're available, we're going to do it, and you know, do it to the best that we can. Yeah. So when they asked, and we're like, absolutely. Like, what do you need us to do? And so we showed up, and there wasn't really a plan for us. Everyone had been there already. They all had parts. They had assignments. Mm-hmm. You know, they had makeup ideas. Like, everyone and this was is set. definitely a room that, if, or like a haunt where it's like, if you have a talent that's good at one of these rooms, you need to keep that talent there. Yeah. Because you, with most of the rooms, you really have to be able to read the guest and know how far you can push them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a really hard thing to do with something that a lot of people can be inhibited with, um, which the talent that they have is amazing at it. They can read people really well and know how far to push them Mm -hmm. and how, you know, how uncomfortable to make it. Yeah. And Um, they had also been practicing. They'd been open for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But they, they have good talent there for all their events. So they definitely had a pool of people who knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So when we came in, it was basically just fill in the blanks. There were some people who weren't able to make it and they called in sick or, you know, had other obligations. So there were just natural blank spaces here and there that needed talent. And that's where we ended up. Yep. So I ended up in the snowball room fighting all night with guests, which was amazing. Had a lot of fun just (laughs) hucking snowballs at people. That is so cool. Yeah. That's fine. And I ended up at the the very end, there's the hallway with the dudes that look super real. I was at the very end of that hallway. And then um, just mostly because I had my my slider gear with me. Duh. So I was able to slide out in the front and entertain people who are in line. And then I was able to get them as they were waiting for, waiting to see Santa and to get their picture taken. There's like a walkway that you can go through so you can get them as they're coming out, get them as they're going in, entertain them in line mess with people, you know, that kind of stuff. So I had actually a really big space to to play around in and keep entertained and have fun. Yeah. And it was freezing cold out there, so that was... It was bitter cold. I mean, Mm -hmm. we thought it was cold on Friday, and it was, but it was colder on Saturday. Yeah, it was was 30s, I think, out there. It was cold. Yeah, it was in the 30s. And there was no heaters out in the line. No, so it was just these people just freezing their asses off. And, like, me, I was running around like crazy, so I stopped being cold 
after about 20 minutes of running around. But you could see the people outside just like shivering and like mm-hmm. going crazy. I'm like, I gotta entertain these people because they like after um, the lunch break, it got they like the natives were getting restless. Yeah, because it was cold. They had been standing out there for a long time. Like you can tell they were pissed. Yeah. Like okay, let's go, let's go give them some love. So, not in the nasty ass Santa Claus way. That's that's Santa Claus. He can do that. <laughs> yeah, we totally. entertain ourselves in a different way, but. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so what did you think about working it? Like, I always love working Sinister Point. Were, did you take your your character a little more on the nasty side, knowing as a guest what the maze was like, or did you stick to kind of what you know from Haunt? What? How did you play it? I played it on the safe side. I was more silly. Yeah. Like there, because I wasn't. I mean. Some of the girls had the equipment to play it sexy. I mm-hmm. mean, let's not kid ourselves. They looked really, really good. I had, like, elf pajamas on. So playing it sexy was not going to be effective. And I didn't look particularly scary. I never do. You know, I look just like, you know, a dainty little thing, you know. I never really came off as aggressive. So I didn't think aggressive was going to be the mm-hmm. way to go. So obnoxious and silly is the avenue that's safe yeah. for me as a as a talent. I just go with that. So that's what I use, and it worked because there's not a lot of that. Mm-hmm. There's Maybe in the snowball room might have been the only other place where that may have worked, where it wasn't specifically talent, like, story-driven. It was just a fun thing. Yeah, our room was definitely a lot more silly. Yeah, and, so that might have been another place uh, where that could have worked. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just a lot of startle scares, some great slides, just... Farting around, having fun, poop jokes, dick jokes, you know, the normal... Yeah. This is normal banter at our house anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. How about you? Uh, I had a lot of fun. I didn't get a... You know, my room wasn't really about interacting voice-wise, because it was all about the snowball fight, and I had a mask on, so it's kind of hard when you have a mask on to talk to people or yeah. say anything, because then it just comes out sound like... <laughs> I want to eat the food. What? <laughs> what? I want to eat the food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was more about just goofing off and and having fun, playing Target for the guests because, you know, some of them would really try to belt you, like, you know, as hard as they could. Of course. And it was fun. Like, I would try to, like, I was, like, basically dancing around, giving them a moving target. And then as they throw the snowball, they try to catch them out of the air and chuck them back at them. <laughs> and it was pretty fun. <laughs> but the funny thing is I couldn't see the guests in the sleigh. So once they were seated down, the way the lighting was in the room, you couldn't see them. I could see the sleigh coming, mm-hmm. but I couldn't see where their heads were. Oh. So basically I was just chucking snowballs into the sleigh and I was hitting people right in the face oh, like just, so they're smacking them in the face all night because you can't see so you're just like like oh. right in the forehead in the face Speaking it was a lot of, of fun right in the forehead and right in the face do you want to share the story of your scaring partners oh prop? yeah so so my my scaring partner for the night was uh, Timothy at the Knots Network. So if you follow the Knots Network online, and if you're a Scary Farm fan, I'm sure you probably do, or you're a fan of Knots Berry Farm, uh, Timothy, who runs Knots Network, was my scaring partner. And he was the elf that was pushing the cart uh, in the room. 
and he had a really nice friend that was a dildo. <laughs> and so he would start pushing the cart and wait for me to start chucking snowballs at them. So then now all their focus is on trying to hit me with snowballs. And he would pop around the side of the cart with his dildo and start smacking people in the face with it. And it was the funniest thing you would ever see. Like the reactions that you would hear, which was so freaking hilarious. Ugh. I mean, we were just laughing all night. So much fun. We're such children. <laughs> I mean, just imagine you're like sitting in a, in a sleigh, having a good old snowball fight, and then it's the dildo comes out of nowhere and slaps you in the face. And it's not, it wasn't purple. It wasn't polka dot. No, this it was, was a very a natural very, pink. This is the, yeah, it was a very natural looking. Veiny. <laughs> yeah. Different colors. It was very anatomically correct yeah i would say it's probably not a cheap dildo either because you know to get one that nice looking i'm sure is not that cheap i don't know <laughs> i don't know either i kind of wish i had more knowledge on that than I don't. <laughs> let's google where's google dear google how much well if you go to the wish app you can get anything well yeah but then it's like five dollars and it has lead in it oh that's true i really don't i wouldn't want lead down there no no but for that purpose, it might be fine. Yeah, I mean, why it's not? only trace amounts. <laughs> just trace amounts of radiation. It's not like they're touching, you know, mucous membranes or anything with it. It's just their face. <laughs> <laughs> not putting it in places. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. but that 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 uh, member piece ended up being quite the star in our uh, the post night photo shoot. The yes, cast, the cast pictures. It showed up in a lot of photos. Yeah. Well, you know, Wangs tend to do that. They do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much Sinister Point. Um, from a guest perspective, give it a 1 to 10 rating. What do you think it was? Oh, my God. I don't even know. Maybe I'm, I would give it a higher rating. Like, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to give it an 8. I know they could have done more had they had more time. Yeah. Because I know what they're capable of. But I also know that they had to squeeze this in pretty quickly. So with what they had and the amount of space and notice and time, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, but definitely knowing that they could have done more. I'm yeah. It's eight. I think I'll agree with you. Give it an eight. Just for the sheer ballsiness of it. It was fucking Because, <laughs> I mean, we knew what it was the first year because we worked it. Yeah, but it was and different. It was it more was, like hillbilly-ish. It was... Well, because they were playing off the theme, but we were all elves. It was yeah. elves and stuff, but it was like, it was definitely more... It it wasn't so far on the sexualized side. It was just more on, we're going to twist Christmas, and then there was a little bit here and there of dirty stuff. Like, Santa mm-hmm. was there. We had the herpes hallway. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a little bit, elves. but nothing to the extent of what it was. Yeah. So it's definitely morphed into something that I would say is almost like a rated R maze. I would say definitely rated R. Yeah. They are, they don't wash their mouths, you know, which is appropriate um, for. And they whatever. don't allow kids. Yeah. Uh, they've actually. It's 18 People now. have brought kids and they just said, flat out said no. No. I um, would, no. The good thing is, is they let you go in with just your group. Which is great because they said that they've let people in as multiple groups, like maybe two sets of two. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because then when you get into these situations, you're in a room with people you don't know. 
Yeah. And you don't know what they're comfortable with. And so I think it would ruin the experience. Because you really have to be with people that you're comfortable doing crazy things with. Yeah. Uh, to make it fun. Definitely. Um, so yeah, solid eight. Yeah. It was awesome. Totally awesome. I, I'm curious to see what they do next year with it. Yeah. You know, if they have the same spot, which they might not. I know that they've you know, have had some trouble with locations, which I imagine is, you know, a pretty common problem in our particular line of work where we love to do haunts, but yeah. landlords don't like haunts. Well, yeah, because they'd rather have a, a one or multi-year contract as opposed to a three-month short-term contract. Exactly. And they don't know what kind um, of damage that we're doing. Like, they just don't know what yeah. happens. Crowd control, you know, liability issues, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so. which is a bummer because, I mean, if you have an empty space, you're losing out on money. Yeah. You're just leaving money on the table, you know, that could be going into your pocket uh, just because you don't want to lease it out for three months in the hopes that someone's going to come around and say, hey, I want to lease it right this second. For four for, years. Yeah. So, I, but mean, I mean, as because even if you rented it out, for three months, you could say, you know what? The unit's available in December. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, if somebody is starting a brand new business or a franchise wants to come in and open a, a store in that spot, they're not going to care if they have to wait, you know, a month to get started. They might care that they think that the haunters are going to damage the property in some way. Well, but that's why you put it in the contract you know, with the landlord that you can't damage the property. Yeah. Easy as that. Yeah. I, I think it, there's still a stigma. Like, they don't understand it. They wouldn't go to one. So they don't, they just don't get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's a tough business to be in. Yeah. It's um, not easy to be successful in that is. Yeah. Unless you own your, own your own building and then yeah. you've got free reign. Or you have something like, this is something that, you know, we've talked about a lot like we work in the same building for our you know our daylight jobs and we go for walks every now and then we have long talks about you know what we would do if we had a building that we could have year-round you know what kind of business could you have or you know use for that space where you can have a four or five year lease uh -huh. and have you know have a space to do the haunt that you've always wanted to do and a place to store everything when you're done like yeah it's one thing to do a haunt but like with Huntington Haunt built this badass haunt now we have nowhere to put it yep <laughs> and so now we have to build a whole bunch of stuff you know we have to start all over again we have to find all those new props we have to do everything again because we the only thing that we were able to store are the walls yep so yeah it's yep, a yep. it's a business it is with anything it's a fun business but it's you still have to deal with landlords and insurance and permits, waka waka. And permits. cities and all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. And marketing and advertising. Ugh, that breaks my heart what they had to go through. Yeah. It's one of those things that you're like, I love haunts and I want to make a haunt and it's great. Um, but like all businesses, you go into it to do the thing you love and the thing you end up doing is paperwork. You never, like, you don't you know, spend you, nearly you as much time doing what you love. Yeah. And that's, that's part of business, you know, so... Yeah. The perfect, you know, situation is to find somebody who loves the business part and have them do all the business, and then you can fly in and do the creative stuff. Because yep. it still needs to happen. But a lot of the times, that stuff gets pushed off to the last minute because of all the, all the logistics and all yeah. the, you know, the, the bureaucratic 
nonsense that has to happen. Yes. So just have to be So advice to you, all you want to be hunters out there, find a business partner that doesn't want to do a hunt, but wants the opportunity to run a business. Yeah. Like a Hermes Conrad, but in the haunted industry. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who loves paperwork. Yeah, exactly. And just gets off on it. And Luckily then... at Huntington Haunt, we have a crew. The Rotary Club takes care of all our business affairs so we get to just uh design and deal with props and that kind of stuff but there is still some business acumen in there i mean yeah. there's working within the budget there's working within the timeline making sure that everyone's happy as far as the fire department and the layout and everything but that's part of the creative process is fitting your vision into the box that they provide it is yeah um and you know to be honest Having boundaries spurs on creativity. It does. And so you're like, these are the boundaries I have. Okay, let me see how I can make this idea, this gigantic idea I have, fit into these boundaries. And yeah. it really forces you to become much more creative um, in order to get it to work. And whether that's money issues or size issues or whatever it is, you know, you'll eventually work it out and it'll be really good. So... Yeah. yeah. It's kind of neat too. Just gives you, it gives you a place to start. I mean, when you're blue skying, you, you have no starting point, you know, you have no springboard, but when you're told you have this much space, you have this much money and you have this much time, go, you know, it forces you to be, to think outside of your normal, yeah. your normal defaults into what you might put into attraction or what, you know, what route a place might take, what props you might use. I mean, just looking at the thing on the wall, like how many times it's evolved. Yeah. Because of, like, just kidding, you have this much space. Oh, no, wait, now you can't go over here. You know, yeah. watching it just change and change and change. And it's become compact and precise and um, awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like very really good. intentional. Like, it's, but that takes, you know, time. Mm -hmm. We totally got sidetracked, didn't we? <laughs> we did. But that's okay. Because, you know, we're going to be ending the podcast here. We had a great time at uh, Sinister Point. Thank you to Jeff and Paul and Danny for letting us come and hang out and also work the attraction for a night. It yeah, was the thank only, you so much, you guys. It was the only uh, scaring we got to do all season. We had to wait till December to do it. So Yeah, but all that pent-up craziness definitely <laughs> made it out in one night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great time. And all thanks to all of the cast members as well who, you know, took us in. Like, most of them didn't know who we were. Yeah. And just saw strangers and like, hey, welcome. Here's the costumes. Here's makeup. Have yeah, fun. there was only a couple of people that we knew that were from the old Sinister Point days, like mm -hmm. Brandon, who wasn't even working as the Santa the night we worked. Yeah. He had the night off. Um, Chris was there. Chris was there. I know... Timothy and Mary from Knots Network and mm -hmm. Fright Zone. Um, and a couple. There's a couple know. people from through Facebook that I knew that mm -hmm. I didn't haven't met in real life, but now I have. Now so that's have. cool. Even some people that we knew um, through Haunt through the Decay Brigade. That's right. Yeah, like first and second connections to people. Yeah. So it was neat. And uh, Nicole was doing makeup from Decay Brigade. She's one of the makeup artists at the Decayed Brigade crew, Yay. and she was working makeup at Sinister Point that night, which was neat. She did the makeup for um, the dude that was in the, the cross-dresser. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Definitely a highlight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, D-Star okay. Photography came out 
If you haven't seen his stuff, go look up D-Star Photography on Facebook. He took tons of pictures from Sinister Point. Some mm-hmm. of them are definitely not safe for work or your kids. So, you know, use your discretion when looking at those. Definitely. Um, but definitely follow him because he goes all over haunts, uh, scary farm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, he does a lot of red carpet shoots and stuff. So you'll see tons of celebrity photos on his blog. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool to see. And, and then Cindy Spin as well. Cindy Spin. You can follow Cindy Spin on Facebook. She travels along with D-Star and she does Facebook Live stuff all over the place. And it's always fun, especially when she does Facebook Live from their house about the fish tank. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen her fish tank cast, so you have to check it out while she's yelling at Dave about his stupid fish. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, and then for us, follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Fog. You can follow us on Facebook at Tales from the Fog. You can follow Veronica on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram's V's Voices. Uh, Veronica, Veronica Voices. Voices. Or, yeah, Veronica Voices. Veronica Voices. Um, I have a Twitter, so if you find me there, you can follow me, but I never post. I don't know. Uh, I don't really use Twitter. Um, and uh, I have a YouTube. I don't know. I don't really uploaded anything, but there's some awesome Decay Brigade videos and uh, some music and whatnot on there you can check out. Is that the um, the Chaos and All? Or is that a It's just one? under Casey Nyhart because they forced me to change it to my name. Oh. Because okay. you know how Google, I don't know, for some reason Google went on this kick. They wouldn't allow you to not use your real name as your YouTube page. And I tried to, it could just like click, don't change, don't change, don't change. And I did that forever, mm-hmm. like almost a year straight. Every time I logged in, it's like, change it to your name. And I was like, no. And then finally it didn't give me a choice. Oh, wow. Um. So, yeah, now it's just under my name, Casey Nyhart. You can find me there. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Chaos and All has a channel anyway. It does. I don't know what the password is for it anymore. No, you can just search for it. Because I found when I was pulling together the stuff for the demo reel. Oh, you found it? Yeah. All right. We'll look up Chaos and All. So that's good. Yeah, but the Casey Nyhart stuff has more more relevant stuff, like the Decade Brigade things and and more recent things are, are there. And I think Spyglass Dance is still up if you want to see some of our fire videos. Oh, maybe that's it. Not Chaos and All, but Spyglass Dance. Yeah. They're kind of one and the same. Yeah. We have Fire Troop, which hasn't been doing a whole lot lately because they're everywhere now. Oh, um, yeah. Everyone kind of just, like, is touring the planet. Yeah. Basically, everyone's everywhere. Um, but we do have some of our fire shows up. There's an amazing video of, uh, we did a Video Games Ignited show. And there's a video uh, that our good friend Itzel performed, and it's uh, Silent Hill. Oh, and we so have a full-size pyramid head uh, as part of that segment. And it's amazing. So if you haven't seen it, go over to this. Just look up Spyglass Dance uh, Silent Hill, and you'll find the video. It's freaking amazing. So good. Um, so good. But yeah, I think that's it. Um, do you have anything else to plug? <laughs> Giggity. No, I think that covers everything. Um, how's your How's your body holding up after all your stunt training? Oh man, I feel I want to keep training. Yeah, I'm excited now. I just am playing the waiting game. I'm just waiting to hear back and see what the next step is. Yep, I'm excited. All right, well, 
That's it, guys. Until next time, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Bye.